Well, my friend and co-host, co-captain, we are approaching Labor Day here in the States. Yes. And that, well, you do it with enthusiasm. Bit, well, bittersweet. <laughs> I was bittersweet. Lamenting. It's the unofficial end to uh, summer vacation here in the States, at least many parts. Yeah. Is it, in your mind, the official end of Yacht Rock season, though? Kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't stop listening to it, but kind of that's where it starts to... There's other things that start to replace it, because I don't only listen to Yacht Rock. So, right. yeah. But it, it, it's out of your heavy rotation. Correct. Yeah, I start getting into the, the funk Minneapolis sound or the, oh. uh, the the new romantic synth pop. Those are kind of the big places I go. So, you, you go into Yacht Rock season, then? Way, apparently. way into Way it. off the yeah, map? Way off the map. Well, what about the songs that are somewhat in between? Mm, I, well, you know what? I do have a couple of lists like that, mostly like my AC Gold. But yeah, yep. you're right. You're right. And I have my uh, upper 70s, lower 80s That's right. playlist now, which is Yacht. That's a good one. But everything else, too. So yep. there's uh, because we're not quite to Labor Day, mm-hmm. let's talk about the gray area before we get off the boat. Right. And that is, this is actually your idea for a little topic, which was Near Misses. Yes, been floating this one in my mind for probably almost a year now because I had a note from a long time ago, and then we came up and said, "Well, we need some uh, content. What do you got?" And I said, "What about our near misses idea?" And what is this near misses idea that you came up with? Well, there's the obvious near misses, meaning that they are songs that uh, on the Yatsky scale did not rate high enough to make it above fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might be in the forties area. So they're, they're close near miss in terms of score, but there's also the near misses where you listen to the song. And you're like, yeah, I get why that's not yacht rock. But if, if you imagine it, if we just change this one little thing, it would be, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like the song needs a complete overhaul or you've got those that I guess they aren't near misses, but they're just, they're common yacht songs that you see show up on whether it's Sirius or Pandora or the now uh, that's what I call yacht rock compilations or just <laughs> these compilations that seem to have these songs that are clearly not yacht rock but it always seems to be the same ones that show up yes the same mistake made over and over again right and just as a segue or I was thinking about this today is it's just way off topic but bear with me so in college I took a political science cl- no sorry it was political theory class I'm sorry yes Political theory, and it was sort of a, a take on poli sci, but it was more about. Well, I'll put it this way: we were uh, the TA brought up a topic or something. Should you have the right to choose your own religion? I don't right. know if that was it. okay, but someone raised their hand and said, "Of course," because anything else would be unconstitutional. And the TA at the time said, "I'll never forget his exact words were: I understand that argument, but in this class, we will never argue whether or not something is constitutional." but we will debate whether something should be constitutional. Okay. That's what I think we're going to do here with these near misses, because there's some songs that if you just say, are they yacht or are they not? Well, you just go look at the score. It's cut and dry. Boring. I mean, it's not boring to look, but I mean, there's no debate, right? There's no debate. So what we're going to debate is not whether these songs are misses, but should they be misses? Yeah. And maybe analyze why they're misses and why they're misses. Yep. So I have a logical place to start. Okay. Do it. I want to start with a song that is the equivalent of What a Fool Believes in the Nyat portion. Ooh. And that is a song that scored 49.75. So it's as high as it can be while I'm still being Nyat. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and that is Jackson Brown's Somebody's Baby. Yep. Yep. That one is, 
obviously right on the cusp. And, uh, you know, people post it all the time. And, you, you know, you're not going to argue with one that's that close, but boy. Right. Well, and what's interesting is when I first got into Yacht Rock without knowing exactly what it was, just, you know, oh, it's light rock from the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. This was in the heavy rotation on Sirius and the other things you said. So to me, it's like it got ingrained in my head that it is Yacht Rock. Then it's below 50. But then I right. start analyzing the song. And if it's got, you know, listen to maybe play the, some of the opening. <laughs> So right there, I'm hearing it's got the, like the Robbie Dupree. I'm stealing the. It's the five over one yep. thing. It's got a little bit of bounce, like right? Piano, right? It's right. like okay, why not then? Well, what if I were to tell you? I mean, just say say the entire song, nothing changed, not a single note. But the only thing you changed was that it was written by Kenny Loggins. Now, what would they have scored? Ooh, it? and what if the song was called "Somebody's Fool"? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would obviously get yeah. into the 90s. Well, and the reason I start with this one, A, because I think it's interesting. This is the analog to uh, what a fool believes in the Nyatsky scale. Right. But as I'm looking at, you know, what barely landed below 50. Yeah. You see, you and I are, are uh, common. We always bring up, there's like two strains. There's this and there's that. And I noticed that there are two kind of ways that somebody fails to make the top 50 or, you know, above 50. One is it's above the or across the board, they're all those scores. But in this case, somebody's baby, here are the scores. You've got a 60. Mm. That's JD, right? Right. Probably the godfather of this Yacht right. Rock idea. Yep. 60. Hunter gives it a 51. Dave gives it a 48. So we're still well above, right? Yeah. 50. But Steve gave it a 40. And so that one low score drags the entire composite down. Now, does that make yeah. it not Yacht? Wow. Technically. Oh, boy. Yeah. Technically it does, but sonically, you and I both feel like it's right there. Right. Well, that's where the uh, some of the argument comes in is that you have personal opinions that get in there. And it could be a, a, just a simple case of by saying Jackson Brown. That's why I brought up the Kenny Loggins thing. Just by saying it's Jackson Brown, instantly people put it in Laurel Canyon category in their mind. And then you have to convince them otherwise. Right. You know, and for there to be a 20 point difference from JD to that Steve. score mm-hmm. is um, it, it does bring into question how clear they are on the criteria at all times. You know, we're all human. We all put our personal preferences onto something. Somebody made a comment about, you know, you could tell that they didn't like the Eagles because how low they would score them. They didn't just score them like 40 or 30. You know, they'd give them like nine. Five or what, you know, just right. to really stick it to him. So, I mean, that's okay, but it's, it, it just shows you that your personality comes into the rating as well. It's not purely clinical. Yeah, exactly. And I'll just give you one other example and I'll turn it over to you. Um, but we're fond of the, uh, fool on the hill, the version that Sarah Vaughn did, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's got yacht rock personnel. Yeah. I was surprised when I looked that one up, but here's the other example. Mm-hmm. So instead of a wide variation of 60 to 40, here are the scores, 51, 49, 46, 47. They're all pretty much on the same page. They are. Right. Yeah. And they're all three out of four. Are kinda, just below. Well, maybe, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're all right at that point. And that's where I would be probably on that tune too. Even though I think I would be at 51 myself. Well, following that, I would put the Holland Oates is one that's mm-hmm. worth always talking about. Um, do you, to your ear, even without listening to it, do you hear, a marked difference between the song Private Eyes and the song Kiss on My List. To me, they're kind of a one and a one A sonically, stylistically. Well, let's hear a little bit yeah. back to back. 
I think all elements are still, it's a similar roadmap. It's a yeah. similar feel. Well, Private Eyes got a 45 and Kiss on My List got a 62. So uh, Private Eyes would obviously be the near miss that I brought up. But when I went to look up the rating of that, Kiss on My List caught my attention at a 62. I'm like, oh, wow. Are they really that different? Hmm. And would you really put Kiss on My List that high? I would not. I would not put it above 50. But Right. um, So that I thought was kind of interesting. Did you know this one? This is kind of – I would have thought – the nearest miss by Rupert Holmes mm. would have been Escape. Yes. But actually, Answering Machine rated higher than that. Really? And neither of them are hits. But he does have one that's even higher than those two. They got a 50.5. What? And that's him. No way. Can you believe that? I would have thought it would be the opposite, that it would have been Escape, the highest, then maybe Answering Machine, then maybe him. But but that goes to where, you know, Escape has become one of those, quote, summery-sounding songs, and so it gets lumped in. It gets played probably more often than those other two, mm-hmm. or it's just more top of mind to people. But I think it gets dismissed by the experts because it's kitschy, and sure. it's like it's almost like two yacht. But so is him and Answering Machine. Yeah, you know what's interesting about those songs, though, is what is the true yacht sound? Is it the halftime shuffle with a nice groove, or is it this doobie bounce, which is straight, you know, Almost a straight backbeat, which yeah. is... I think uh, they're two channels that are equal to each other. Two different okay. channels that are equal to each other. But I would say then him, him <laughs> is the doobies. Him is closer to the doobie bounce. And then escape, answering machine is more of a shuffle. And escape is yeah. more of that kind yeah. of shuffly groove. Out of the... Now, hmm. strip away, make them all, take all the labels off them, all the brand names, and just put them in a white bottle. Yeah. To me, escape is still the oddiest. Even yeah, despite I know. the fact that it's kitschy with the That's two. what surprised me. Yeah. What about another one of your favorites uh, that was a near miss that um, I know we've talked about this one as being a yacht rock song, and I guess I automatically assumed that it was. Uh, and I hear it. It sounds like it to me to a certain degree, but Cliff Richards, we don't talk anymore, was a near miss. That was 47 and a half mm-hmm. composite. What, do you have the scores on that? Not in front of me. I just had the composite. Okay. I have. Uh, we've got. Here's another example. They're all consistently... Just barely in yacht. You've got 49, 49, 49, 43. Okay. That drags it down. But yeah, I, I hear some of that. Not exactly the Doobie Bounce 504, but very yeah. similar feel on those keyboards. Yeah, I don't hear like an 80 rating, but I hear a 55 to 60 maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. but then again, I'm back to need it. that song probably isn't Doobie Bounce or like the groove of the halftime shuffle too slow to disco type thing. Right. It's more straight on rock. It is more straight on. Now, do you throw mm-hmm. all of that stuff out? Like back then, back in the day, I would never have thrown a song like that out. I think that does get thrown out a lot. So, you know, when we think of songs like some of the Little River Band stuff, like A Lonesome Loser or something, it gets thrown out. Be- yeah, a lot of that's because of the more twangy-ish electric and acoustic guitars. But I also think it's just because it's a straight sort of generic rock beat it doesn't yes. have the bounce or the shuffle right exactly but now that's still on my boat firmly on my boat the cliff richard tune yeah and so if you were to take a song that maybe all you had to do was tweak it a little bit and by tweak it a little bit in this case i'm talking about maybe just the mix because the song came out in the later 80s 88 89 area and so it has a little more of that it's harsher sounding drums it's got some gated reverbs kind of a roomier sound as opposed to that intimate, clean recording. But outside of that, everything else about this song is a pure yacht rock song. And I'm talking about Toto's Pamela. Pamela. 
some degree, people's knock on it is it's somewhat of a reprint of the template from Rosanna. And it is. There's mm-hmm. no question that it is. But outside of the sonics of the mix, everything about that song is a Yacht Rock song. And it rated 47 and a half. And what did Rosanna rate? If it's a, it's a copy of that. Look it up. You got the, the scale in front of you. I thought Rosanna was uh, upper 80s, low 90s, wasn't it? Survey says. Top one answer on the board. 95.75. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, I had forgotten about that song. And then we put together a little playlist, which we'll link to in the show notes. And that one was on there. And I'm like, dang, that sure sounds yachty to me. Yeah. But yeah. But, reason, it, but sound-wise. Sound-wise, it's not. Yeah, it's harsh. Yes. Yep. But never is played on any of the things that we just mentioned. You know, it'll never come no. up with a Pandora mix. It'll never be on Sirius. It'll never be on a compilation. Right. So, well, I'll give you another example. Okay. I brought it up previously on the podcast, I think, as a Does It Float Your Boat. And it's, you could take one instrument. And change it. So this is a song that's got very heavy synth bass. Oh, yeah. To the point where they were trying to feature the synth bass back in the 80s. Uh-huh. Like, check uh-huh. out this new sound. Yeah. yeah. And it totally ruins it from a Yacht Rock perspective for right. me. And that is Lionel Richie's You Are. Baby, you find There's only one love yours and mine I've got so I remember talking about that one. Yeah, it's a very spitty sort of bass. It, it's it's trying to be heard, right? It, it became the sound, yeah. you know? But your thing is, all you have to do is play the exact same part, exact same notes on real bass, thumbed or otherwise, and you've got a killer Yacht Rock song. Take exactly. the bass player out and put it on Waka Waka synth bass, <laughs> and out it goes. Yeah, uh, exactly. And let's see who the personnel was on that record. Did they have anyone available at the time? Oh, I think they maybe did. <laughs> I know Phil and Gaines was big on that. Phil and Gaines is on that record. Yep. Um, Do they have it song by song? Uh, Boddicker. Oh. Probably okay. did the best there. Yep. But here's who they had on hand. They had Nathan East. Well, he couldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they only have, um, like, Nathan East as far as the core of the Yacht Rock session guys. Dave Cochran um, played bass. Uh, and then Joe Chime. Do you know that guy? No. So, I, I know the name. I've seen it, but I don't know anything about it. But you him. put Abel Boreal in that mix, and then because it's got or Nathan Jerry, East. You got Nathan. I mean, right. Nathan, for sure. But what? it's got real drums. It's got... Um, Probably John Robinson. It's John Robinson yeah. on drums. Exactly. It's got um, those Jerry Hayes sounding arrangements where you sing them because they're calling answer to the lead yeah. vocal. It's yeah, like, they're that's part a of the melody. Rock, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, not to be because they had to get all waka waka, as you put it. Yeah. By the way, Jerry Hay was playing trumpet in that on X. So Ooh. Probably did arrange the horns. Probably did. Yep. Uh, how about this one for you? I know it's one of your favorites, enough that uh, you covered it, but Bill LeBounty's uh, This Night Won't Last Forever, near miss at 42.25. And I can see that why that is. It's a little straighter. It it's kind of predates his really getting the Yacht Rock feel into his sound. Yep, it was the album before. Yep. As you know, I loved it because August mm-hmm. Red covered it, But um, as you said. But to me, it's not Yacht Rocked. Is it to you? No. It's nice No, I think that's rock. properly rated. That's exactly. Part, yeah. I do too. Yeah, and that just shows you, you can't put everything by an artist just because some stuff's in and everything gets in. That's obvious, right? right? Because right. Hall & Oates is a big no-no in most cases. Um, a couple I had that weren't rated at all, and, and I'm not advocating that if they were rated, I think these would be Yacht Rock tunes, but... Uh, I think Dan Fogelberg is somebody who is some of his stuff is brought up around the the perimeter. And uh, I wondered about a song like leader of the band. I know it's very folky. You know, I wouldn't 
advocated as being yacht rock, but um, I always advocated that if you were to take this song and uh, first of all, it was done by a, a Southern rock band, actually Canadian, but they're known for Southern rock and uh, changed out the guitar sound, which is sounds like it's just the, the lead guitar sound sounds like they plugged into a distortion box and right into the board, you know, no amp. <laughs> so it's real fuzzy and buzzy, uh-huh. you know, but I've always liked the, the harmonies and the chord structure of April Wines, Just Between You and Me. Just between you and me, always I know our love will be. Just Now, is that the one that you see a lot of people posing in the groups? I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Okay. Yeah, you're right, though. That song is awesome. I believe it belongs on one of my playlists. I just don't think it belongs on the Yacht Rock. Right. Maybe I need to cover it and make it Yachty. Ooh. Mm. All right. I'm in on that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what uh, instrument I play. Oh, I play synth bass. Hand Hand claps. (laughs) I can do hand claps as long as they don't have to be on time. Right. Uh, Here's I want to just kind of go back in time just on three tunes. Ooh. Um, and get your take because these are all near misses into varying degrees. I agree or disagree. So you brought this one up. Does it float your boat? I think you did. Thunder Island by Jay Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that float your boat? It does. Uh, does it technically fit the yacht rock terminology? No, but um, it, it, it's right there with the sound that I want, you know, cause when I listen to Yacht Rock, I don't just listen to Yacht Rock. I listen to other stuff that, that works around with it. And that tune is one that really works for me, regardless of it being about an Island. Right. It yes. doesn't need that. <laughs> uh, but I'm, a, I'm really high on that one. Yeah. I, and I, I love it too. Almost exactly. As you put it, um, I was thinking today, I can't make the intellectual case that it's yacht at all. No, there's nothing in there that I, although it does, you know, the first beats at least has some bounce and pop hop yeah. to it. Um, but really, but yeah, it has all the right feels. And I don't mean about Thunder Island or any right. of that stuff. Um, okay. Well, so- I, I would say, you know, Poco's Heart of the Night, same thing. Oh. I can't make the intellectual argument about anything in it other than when it's on, it gives me the same feels that I like in my Yacht Rock playlist. Yes, I agree. But then we've cautioned other people not to go by that standard, right? Because Well, not say- to call it Yacht Rock. Right. That's true. It's fine how you want to build your list. Mm, yes, but how good. are you going to, but don't tell me that you think it's Yacht Rock. Say, I like it. Playing around my yacht, right? Yeah, I like so it. In my playlist. It floats yeah. my boat. That floats <laughs> hence, your boat. That's why we. Hence why we changed the name. That's right. Okay. Num- song number two. Get your take on. Okay. It was we originally brought it up for does it float your boat or whatever we were calling it at the time. You and I both said, God, when I think of that artist and I think of that song, it's a definite no. Then I hear the song and I'm like maybe, and then we all landed on no. Okay. The more I hear this song, and it's a near miss. It's a 40. That sounds like my float your boat for today. So, Ooh, Well, this yeah. is a 49. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Wow. This is the Pointer Sisters' Slow Hand. I want a man with a slow I'm surprised that it's below 50. I would have put it, I think I did put it at 49 as off the boat. Yeah. But the more I understand what Yacht Rock is supposed to be and sound like, and the more I hear this song, yeah, the more I'm convinced this should be 55, 60, something like that. Totally agree. So I've totally come agree. around to changing. I wonder if those guys misses. have evolved at all since they started it. If some of the ratings 
that they would, um, be, as they've lived with them longer, do they say, well, you know, because maybe you start hearing a song like that and you're like, yeah, you know, my initial response hearing it, because they, they play them down and they're kind of doing it on the spot. Mm-hmm. If you were to come back and say five years later, ask them about that. So, yeah, they might, eh, I wonder what they would, if they would rethink that. Especially because you don't know offhand who, when the outlier came up. This is another one where the scores were 51, 52, 49, and then a 44 yeah. by Dave, right? So now did he go first and just whatever and he set the tone and then everyone's like, no, 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 I think it's higher than that, 52. Right, right. And then the 44, and then he might, like you said, rethink and say, okay, well, I can see why. I could see it as a 49. Yeah, 50, I mean, I yeah, get, yeah, exactly. But also we all, I mean, we all learn as we go and we all evolve a bit as we go. So who's to say they wouldn't, right? Okay. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, I got one more for you. Okay. Because this one, I, at first I was convinced it's Yacht Rock. Then I'm like, no, that's not Yacht Rock, dum-dum. <laughs> now the more I hear it, I'm like, I think it is Yacht Rock, dum-dum. Okay, dum-dum. Uh, Marty Balin, Hearts. I know. So what's the score on that one? It's uh, It's got to be pretty close, right? 45 area? It is 49.5. Oh, well, yeah. Here's another outlier. This time, JD's the outlier. If it had personnel, there's no question it would be higher. Right. And that's the thing. I still like to go on the sound. I don't need to know the personnel. I like to look at the personnel after the fact. Right. And then examine, you know, the parts that they did. But I don't need to know what the personnel is to listen to a song and make a review of it. Well, here's why this was a statistical near miss. Okay. You've got JD at 44. That's an outlier. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of. Hunter's at 56. That's where I'm at. Steve's at 53, and Dave's at 45. Mm. So you got two dragging it down, but the people who think it's yacht is fairly comfortably yacht. Yeah. I don't know. To me, though, that's why, although I just said, I went back and forth three times. I know. <laughs> well, sometimes they do these kind of things, not not those guys, but in general, where you'd, t- you'd have enough people, enough of a, a panel, like, you know, the Olympic scores, right. and you pull out the high and the low to get rid of the outliers. Oh, that would, that would only re- bring you down to two people, though, in that case. So what? It makes it, <laughs> so yeah, what? In this case, I get the result. <laughs> well, they're down to three as it is now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but in this case, this would be a 54 and a half, and it would be in. Cool. Yeah, but you're not taking the high off. You're taking the high and the low, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Can't take both. Well, so you, know, well, you have to take both, I mean. Yeah, it's not. Then I don't like your idea. All right. Never mind. <laughs> you know, there was a song a while back. I'm surprised that this wasn't a near miss, actually, because, well, we know instrumentals are difficult to get on the boat, right? Right. And... I once declared, and I still think this is the yachtiest of all the instrumentals, even though it's not nearly rated as high as some of the other instrumentals, like Breezin' and uh, Feel So Good, Rise, even though, though that's a near miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Spyro Gyra's Morning Dance. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised it's only a 23. That's not even a near miss. That's a... It's a big miss, right. And it's it's got a lot of tropical stuff, and so I think that misleads you down to more of the Buffett beach area mm-hmm. i suppose but boy to me for me that's the one i like to hear in my mix i would I agree with know. that well i like them all everything you just mentioned so are there no instrumentals that made it on the boat oh uh, no oh, i know breezen did oh breezen did yeah okay i'm not sure about feels so good i thought feels that so good is too. not it is not no okay. well, well i me, don't hear that as a yacht rock song either let me oh hold on i might be wrong about that too bad you couldn't just scan for instrumentals on that but i know that's impossible yeah, feels so good. It's forty four point five. Okay, so just, another near miss. Really. Just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. I mean, yeah. So he said. Yeah. I, I here's another one. This is kind of obscure because I used this one as a uh, buried treasure, and I don't know how many people know the song because it's not going to make the mixes. 
But like, what's not yachty about this tune? This is Chili Wax, I believe. What's not Yachty? I mean, it's, here are the scores. It's 41, 46, 53, thanks, Steve, and wow. 40. It's a big but, range there, 12, yeah. 13-point range, yeah. But it's got a nice groove. It's got these lush harmonies. It's, got, it's not a halftime shuffle, but it's got some hop, and it's giddy up. It's got all the right feels. I just don't, I don't know. No personnel? I don't know. No personnel. That's Maybe. true. Yep. Sometimes you just wonder if they had a bad day. <laughs> you brought well, that up in the past. It, it huh? comes up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? So why are we talking about all this anyway? Because we had to, uh, an obligation to do a podcast. Every week. Yeah. It seems like every week. No. We, there's actually a good reason why we're doing this. Um, you may recall in March, we did this thing called the March Yachtness Tournament. Or was it Yacht Marchness? No. Yacht Madness? Yacht Madness. March Yachtness. I forget. Presented- I think it ended up being both in some <laughs> way. It was the uh, it was an invitational tournament presented by Page Ninety Nine. It was, and we uh, we put together a, a bracket of sixty four tunes. Yep, we eliminated the Fatal Four, which were the top four. That uh, were the obvious ones. Yeah, what, what a fool believes. This is it. Heart to heart. And I keep forgetting. Yeah, that's right. So we got all four of those out, and we said, "All right, let's look head to head." And we had guests come on, and we asked them, you know, this song versus this song, which one feels yachtier to you? Right. Until we got to the point where we had the floating four, <laughs> which were the four. <laughs> we had Ambrosia. We had uh, Bill of Bounty. Yeah, I don't remember. Did we have? Did your JoJo sleeper make yeah, it? JoJo made four? the final four. Yeah, and uh, don't remember what the fourth one was. I don't know. Right. You can go back and listen. Anyways, we crowned Bill of Bounty's "Living It Up" as the yachtiest song. Wasn't that a seven seed? It was, was a, a seven it was a lower seed. seed. Yes, yeah. it was upside upset minded. As I very recall. much. <laughs> Well, since we're floating out of the harbor near the yeah. end of the summer here, right? It might make sense to, as you said, to kind of turn the page. That's a yacht reference because yeah. that's a yacht rock song. It's say, <laughs> well, we had the uh, the first reference was to the big NCAA, right? And they always had the uh, the underlings tournament that was the NIT. So well, we you figured, could make it to the big leagues. Could that acronym possibly be made to work in this context? And we decided no. We decided that yacht. Oh. Invitational yeah. tournament. Invitational. And it, so as long as we can get the acronym to work, we figured we'd build a tournament around an acronym. And we did. And we did. So Yacht Invitational Tournament so, presented by, is there a presenting sponsor? Yes. The presenting sponsor is August Red. Oh, Not talk, No implication there. Talk about Yacht Rock. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this? Uh, I, I put together the seed list and the bracket. And it's not necessarily, but you're really easy to go and say, okay, we'll take the uh, outside the top 50 on the Yatsky scale, take the next 64 teams or 64 songs and do that. But that's not really what Nyat Rock is about. It isn't about the songs that just missed score-wise. It's also about all the misconceptions that are out there, whether they're being fueled by Sirius XM or Pandora or the Now series. But we see songs that show up over and over again uh, wrongfully in these various places and they're being presented as yacht rock. And of course it makes the people that uh, know and love yacht rock and uh, kind of run the Facebook group. The moderators are constantly pulling out their hair because it, it <laughs> almost feels like they're herding cats or they're trying to get, 
you know, toothpaste back in the tube. I don't know, all kinds of analogies, but it drives them crazy. So this 64 is made up of sort of a mix of those common misconceptions that show up all the time, that people hear all the time on Yacht Rock Radio, um, but aren't, as well as some of those that we were talking about today that are near misses that we think, well, man, if they were just tweaked a little bit, maybe they'd be in. So that kind of made up the list. It's not just a simple statistical scoring list. To that last point, somebody's baby is the number one overall seed. It is. So that is the most yachty yachty song. But what's it going to, you know, I think what it's going to turn into is because we're obviously going to advance this forward to a a winning yacht song. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. what have you won? You know, that's quite the distinction. (laughs) But I have a feeling that it's going to turn into, whereas in the original tournament, it's like we were comparing yachtiness and I say, well, this one's the yachtier one. I want that one to go through. Uh I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think it's going to be just the opposite. Well, that one's worse. Less yacht. It's going to be about sending somebody home, voting them off the island than it is about moving something forward in a positive manner, which takes a whole twist mm, on it. That's Because you might be stuck. I mean, I was looking at the bracket, and um, one that really caught my attention, and I thought that, uh, you know, you might run into a situation where, you know, people are so sick of hearing Key Largo lumped in as Yacht Rock. Mm. Um, it's going up. It's a number four seed going up against Dreams from Fleetwood Mac. And, you know, so now you got to make oh. the decision, geez, which of these two do I want to send home? And the whole tournament's going to be like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't want yep, either yep. of those songs to go through, but I have to... Send one of them home. Right, right. That you got to throw somebody off the Thunder somebody Island. Somebody has to go. Well, let's talk about. We've got four brackets, four regions, like they do in the tournament: east, yeah. west, north, south. Um, we've got the yachty but nice yeah. region. Mm-hmm. We've got lost at sea. Yep. I changed that to stranded at sea. Stranded at uh, sea. I like that yeah. better. Yep. Uh, stuck on the dock. Mm-hmm. And the Lost Buoys. <laughs> lost Buoys. Yeah, Buoys. Um, so that's our four tournaments. There's some interesting matchups. So we're going to have guests on, right? Like we did last time? Yeah, and this time we're going to do play-in games too. Ooh, we have some play-in games. We have games. some play-in games. So I want to talk those through real quick. Okay, so these are because the tournament nowadays has 68 teams and you have to play to get right. into the field right. of 64. What are those matchups? Well, during a couple of the uh, matchups in the previous tournament, you made uh, a funny line where it was two Steely Dan songs going up against each other, and you called it Steely Dan on Steely Dan Crime. Yes. Well, that's what our playing games are. So we have Olivia Newton-John on Olivia Newton-John Crime. Okay. We're going to have a Deeper Than the Night versus Make a Move on Me. One of those two gets into the tournament. Mm. Uh, the other one, their doobies are going to go against each other, and these are the pre-Michael Doobie brothers, and this is going to be South City Midnight Lady. It's going to have to go against Another Park, Another Sunday. Ooh, two very similar songs. I think one it of them allow- gets in. Are they going to allow a non-Michael McDonald doobie song? Well, it's not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Air Supply has one. So they've got Lost in Love versus Making Love Out of Nothing at All. One of those gets in. The other one does not. And then we have America on America crime. Sounds political, but really it's uh, Ventura <laughs> Highway and you can do magic. One gets in, one does not. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm still confused, though. Are we trying to find the most not? Like, in other words, the furthest from the yacht or closest to the Closest yacht? to. Gotcha. So you're sending home the furthest one. The one that irks you most goes okay. home. It so it's going to be a bit of attrition. Yes, it is. All right. So we'll invite guests on, right? Yep. And we're going to have guests because we don't want to control the outcome. Absolutely not. Um, they will have a veto power. One of us will have a veto power, yep. just like last time. It will count them down. It will get to a winner. This is all coming 
to a podcast near you in September, correct? Sometime in September, early early fall, late summer. So I have um, two questions regarding predictions on this, Okay, which I know we haven't had time to really think it through. Mm-hmm. A, will you be making one, a secret prediction? I'll make a secret okay. prediction, yeah. That's number one. Number two is, in general, mm-hmm. just as you feel, do you think the winner is going to be like an essential building block proto-yacht tune? Is it going to be one of those Nyadi fan faves that everyone's used to hearing but really isn't? Yacht Rock at all, you know, kind of influenced by Sirius XM, as I said. Mm-hmm. Or will it be one of those uh, one of those Yatsky near misses in the 48-49 range on the scale? I think it's going to be a near miss that whoever's picking that, they're going to be saying, how did that score below 50? I don't get it. Okay. Like I did with I Believe, right? Chili Whack. Right. Um, something like that. That's what I think is going to win. Oh, okay. Depends on who the guests are, of course. It does, because... Uh, some people are more into the scoring, the technical scoring than others are. Others, it's just, oh, I love that song. Right. I'm sending that one through. Well, should be interesting. Stay tuned, yep. everyone. All right. All right. And by the way, I had just a quick question before we move on to, I got a piece of uh, viewer mail and then the lightning round. This is a question for the group to answer, maybe on Facebook or something, if you know, or maybe you know, Captain John. How did we get from, okay, JD and the gang invent a term. They do a web series. It's clearly defined. They even have a documented scoring system how did you get from there to what the heck even is this and like we're so far wrong like it, it was serious the 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 horse that got out of the barn and these compilations followed or at what point did it go from the, it is a definite thing with clear parameters to well it's pretty much anything i feel like you know what's the missing link uh i think that that's interesting i think the missing link amounts to that Music fans are a large range. You've got the people that are, that sort of that would be the ones that would read liner notes and kind of quote study, and then there's others that just like it. It's it's fine. I don't you know I, I don't know who played on that. I don't care what year it came out. I, I just kind of like that song. And so you have a range of some people are dedicated to the ideals, and other people just really like those songs. And so they think, well, this song's kind of just like that song. So it, it you know floats my boat, so to speak. So I think it's because of the range of the type of the different ways people listen to music. We listen to music very different than other more casual listeners might. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I just wonder where that first step off the dock was. Like, who, what sent this all kind of astray? I bet it was serious. I'm guessing. I think you're right about it being serious because I think that's the uh, the way a lot of people get in, get you know, become aware of it in the first place. All right. Well, let me turn our attention to some quick viewer mail because this okay. was ended up being really, really interesting. And by the writer's own admission, it kind of came to me a little choppy, but and he even said so. But it's really cool. So you remember, this is our Kiwi listener. Kiwi correspondent. Oh, yeah. From New Zealand. Yes. He was desperate to find New Zealand Yacht Rock. Yeah, any good news service has to have correspondents around the world. <laughs> yes, so. well, or even bad ones like us. Right. And so uh, so Richard Nickel, he, the best he could do was track down an Aussie one. We covered that in the past. Right. And he was somewhat celebratory but somewhat dejected that the Aussie got the better of a New Zealander. Um, nonetheless, so he kept searching. Ooh. And then he finds a guy by the name of John Stevens. Do you know John Stevens? I do not. So let me just give you a quick backstory. The connections keep getting more and more interesting. So, so he's, Hey, I think I found the one and only New Zealand yacht rock album. I'll send some links, blah, 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 blah. Singer called John Stevens. And I'll come back to who that is in a minute. Says, okay. So John Stevens, he won a talent competition in New Zealand in the late seventies, covered a song by Renee Geyer. That's the person from 
Australia. I remember that name. Yes. Um, So anyways, so it released an album called Jezebel in 1980. Um, And let's see here again. Remember, this is jumbled. So um, no personnel of note, obviously. But I think the song, one of the first tunes is called In a Stranger's Arms is written by Danny Korchmar. Mm-hmm. As you know, mm-hmm. is the session guy, but was also in attitudes with David Foster. So he's trying to ah, work the personnel in Ke- there. It was like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes, it was. It re- was released first by them, and then Jay Graydon played on Ooh. an original kit. So um, another song, Seeing You for the First Time, was written by Jim Messina. I know that one. Yep. So that a cover of that's on there. Then finally, there's this Wages of Love tune. So it's the funkiest of the three tracks, has a bounce, lively bounce, and a sultry sax. So this is what I am going to submit to you. Does it float your boat? Um, this is Tom talking now. Production, he says, is not super glossy. It's not that L.A. mix, but, but they were clearly trying to emulate that sound. And um, the twist on this, John Stevens goes on to have a musical career as the guy who took over for Michael Hutchins in NXS. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, excess is very naughty, very naughty. That's why it's perfect for this, uh, this episode. All right. So, so let me hear some of that. What about that one? I think actually the other song, "Strangers in a Stranger's Arms," is yachtier, but that's the one with Korchmar and yeah. Wow, I'd have to really spend some time with those. But uh, initial listening, as you're springing them on me, I I hear something very close, if not within yacht rock, right off the bat. Right, he's right. Well, very good. Well, thank you, Richard, for that. And by way of that, you have segued us into the lightning round. So that was mine. Does it float your boat for this round? Mm, I would say yes. So there we go. Okay. Well, um, I guess that means uh, you did yours before the sound effect, though. Mm. I know. It's, mm. Everything is naughty mm. in this episode. That's true. Have you That's noticed? true. Everything's screwed up. Yep. Backwards. All right. Um, well, my float your boat is very different. You were talking about something earlier and we're saying, well, if you just changed out something small um, or does, you know, does having personnel make the difference. Now we've both talked about Linda Ronstadt and we've both agreed much to my dismay, not yacht rock, certainly Laurel Canyon related. Yes. And that's not, I'm not really asking you, is this song float your boat? This is a little bit different. Um, I want to play Linda Ronstadt's Ooh, baby, baby. sounds like a Justin Bieber tune, right? <laughs> um, but so the title right out of the way, you know, yeah. makes it not 1977. Anyway, um, the, the way that this song is structured is she sings the first verse in, in chorus. She sings the second verse and then starts to lead into the chorus and then pretty much gets out of the way. And David Sanborn plays the entire second chorus. Ooh, sounds we yachty. come back for a shortened third verse and then the third chorus they play together. 
And the interplay between them is so magical. I want to play that, and then I'm going to ask you a question. All right, play it, and then I will answer your question. So the question I have for you goes back to personnel. So now, you know, going in, that's a Nyat song. But when you <laughs> I'm not so sure anymore. That was the question. Now, suddenly you hear Sanborn do that at the end. Does it at least make you think, hmm, maybe I need to rethink this one? Just the power of that personnel, the power of Sanborn's yes. ability to bring it back to the genre. Do you feel some of that? I do feel some of it. I wonder if the song is still too slow in ballad overall. Oh, I totally agree. But... The question just, is whether Sanborn at least makes you think, hmm. I'll tell you how I'll render my judgment. I just now put it in my Yacht Rock playlist. Yeah. And so it's in there. Whether it belongs in there or not, well, that's for the- There's uh, something special about yeah. certain personnel and what they can do to elevate a song. So and that's there you go. Case. Yep. Buried treasure, sir. What have you? Buried treasure. Um, what plunder have you for us well, today? Ooh. I'm going to change mine the last second here because ooh. you were talking about the Kiwi. You are talking about- uh, New Zealand versus Australia. So I have an Australian one for you that I've been saving. And I think it's a long lost Ambrosia tune. Ooh, what? So give give me, give me, give me. Yeah, you got the power of the box right there in front of you. So I want you to tell me if this does not sound like this could be a lost Ambrosia song. Pull up Little River Band and play By My Side. Oh my God! Yeah, that is that is very ambrosia. Is it ambrosian? Is that how ambrosian? You <laughs> yeah. Whether it's yacht rock, I don't know. But when I heard that, I hear like oodles of ambrosia mixed in there. I'm not so sure it's not the yachtiest of the bunch. Might be. Oh my God! Well, I mean, in terms of true yachtiness. Yeah, that's a great tune. Isn't that cool? Uh, I'm adding that to my playlist again, against uh, the rules and against my better judgment. So that was my uh, late curveball here. Okay. Well, I have a late curveball as well. So okay. very treasure. Much in the way that the buried or the treasure of the uh, Ooh Baby Baby was buried in the song itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a song that I was going to give you as Does It Float Your Boat? and Because I, I know the answer is no. But then I'm going to say, well, listen to this section okay. and tell me if it belongs. So the artist is Andrew Gold. Mm-hmm. And it's one of these nyat songs that always makes it into the playlist. And that's Lonely Boy. So your gut tells you. This belongs not on the boat. It's on. It's probably is it in our yacht ski tur- or yacht tournament? It is not. Okay. Would you say it belongs in that tournament though, as something that's off the boat, or does yeah, it float yeah, your boat? Yeah, it probably could fit in the tournament. Now, here's um, going back to what we love about yacht rock. At least me is I love 
the juxtaposition of the smooth groove and smooth singing and lush harmonies, then a ripping guitar solo yeah. comes and melts your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to scroll ahead to the two-minute mark okay. of this tune and tell me you don't want this on your boat. All right. Very Toto ending to that solo section. I've noticed your face is yeah. melted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Push it back up. I had kind of forgotten just about that section of that song. Totally. And it popped back totally. up. I was ready to get it out of my list. I'm like, no, that's going nowhere. <laughs> that's a ripper. <laughs> All right. Which brings me, I think, to my off the map, unless you got something you're dying to get off your chest. Nope, do it. All right. Well, I want to ask you about this is another good example. You're technically not if you're outside of the time period, right? Yeah. Not always. Not always, but for the most part. So this is from 1985. We need to talk about this Michael Franks album. Oh, yeah. The Skin Dive album, Mm -hmm. 85. Production, uh, I don't know, a little too polished and not polished, but echoey and reverby. But I'm throwing in off the map because 85 and maybe not quite produced right is Your Secret Safe With Me. Your Secret Safe With Me. Yeah, that one's super cool. But, you know, that was also very East Coast. A lot of New York. I mean, he would have done that out East, I'm sure. Yes, but listen to some of this personnel. You got Stephen Gadd on drums. Steve Gadd on drums. Yeah. Brenda Russell's doing backup vocals. Um, Hiram Bullock. So there to your mm-hmm. port. Walter Becker's on here. Mm-hmm. Steve Kahn. There's your East Coast yeah, guy. Of, yep. uh, Hugh McCracken, which sounds like a joke, <laughs> um, but it's not. Michael Brecker is on sax. David Sanborn. Yeah. You got West and East Coast. You do. Back and forth. I wonder if they recorded half this album in LA. Well, I kind half- of think that about Michael Franks, that he feels like a balance of West Coast, East Coast. Yeah. But either way, that's a great tune. Do you not agree? Totally agree. I've been getting into his catalog. I'm starting to understand him a little more. Yeah, me too. I always kind of got hung up on the first song I knew from him as being Popsicle Toes, and I just everything <laughs> went out with that. I'm like, no, thanks. Well, if you look at the album covers, you'll want to throw them out too. But- yeah, but it's got the uncomfortable thing, so. Puts it back on the boat. Puts it back are. on the boat. And so therefore, here we are. All right, I'm going to go off the map. But this isn't really far off the map, but it really goes to uh, what we were just discussing as of, I guess, uh, yesterday, day before, over the weekend. We both had the discovery that Paulina da Costa did a couple of solo records, which I never would have thought to go looking for a solo record from a percussionist. I mean, I, just didn't seem to make sense. You know, I, I believe know, there's three, by the way. There's only there? two on Spotify, but yes. I mean, I know Ralph McDonald is a percussionist, but he evolved into a songwriter, wrote for uh, Grover Washington, wrote songs with Jimmy Buffett, mm-hmm. wrote songs for Jimmy Buffett, but also became a producer and all that stuff. So I knew Ralph McDonald as a percussionist, but had a whole slew of things that he did beyond that. All I knew of Paulina da Costa is percussionist. I'm not going, yeah, right. I'm not going looking for you know his albums, but um, I'm grabbing one here from the first album, the 1979 Happy People album, and I want to play Deja Vu. 
Now, I know it's not. It, it does sound very Yachty. It's got Yachty personnel. Yes. Um, Philip Bailey singing lead, you know. Um, I feel like I've heard this song before. Yeah. I, I thought so, too. I mean, it's got Larry Carlton. That was Phil a joke. Gaines. That was um, a joke. Yeah, I know. It's in the lyric. <laughs> Bill Champlin is on the album. So there's a lot of Yachty stuff. It doesn't, yeah. it, it feels like it's almost Yacht, but not yes. quite. But I tell you what, if you're into the things that make you love Yacht Rock, this album's going to tickle every one of those itches. Yeah. While maybe not being technically Yacht Rock. So that's why I got it in off the I, I map. Agree. But it's killer. Yeah. Killer. And then the next album, which I think was in 84. Yeah, that he did. I think it probably sounds yachtier, but there's also. I think so too. I thought it was a little better too. A little stronger. I thought it was a little better. A lot more yacht jazz, and then there's some couple outliers like some Latin sounding tunes. Yeah. But um, whoever's playing really- the lead trumpet on this, this doesn't have Jerry Hay on it, but it does have Chuck Finley and Gary Grant, who were a couple of the guys that played with yeah. uh, Hay. Whoever's playing the lead, whoever's playing the high notes, man, is he hitting them and hitting them clean and in tune. It's oh, it's good mean. stuff. Yeah. Well worth it. Well, there you have it. And uh, I got something for you. Okay. Poloi, ahoy. Uh, near miss. When you see the sunrise down.